What's good, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Final Score Podcast. Uh, very excited to welcome on the new uh, head football coach at Tuscola High School this week, Ryan Hines. Uh, always uh, enjoy talking to Ryan. Uh, glad he's back in the coaching ranks because we'll get the chance to talk to him uh, more often doing that. And we'll talk to Ryan about his new job uh, as well as his current job. Uh, he's still in the uh, administrative offices at Urbana High School. And uh, we'll talk to him about uh, the news of the week as well because uh, Ryan was very involved with the girls' uh, flag football program in uh, both Frederick County Parks and Rec and the high school league. Uh, and uh, girls' flag football just became a varsity sport uh, this week for Frederick County Public Schools. So we'll get Ryan's thoughts on all of that. Uh, he has a few daughters uh, that, that, that might be interested in playing. So, um, uh, so uh, we'll... Uh, uh, get Ryan's thoughts on that and and his new job, but just how how quickly does he think he could turn things around at Tuscarora? But um, the girls' flag football is the news of the week, and uh, joining me in studio as always uh, for this first segment are my colleagues here in the FNP Sports Department, John Cannon and Alexander Dacey. Guys, welcome! And uh, John, I, I guess uh, it's been more than twenty years since Frederick County Public Schools added a varsity sport. I think lacrosse was the last one they added, boys and girls lacrosse. Just, uh, just what, what, what's your general reaction uh, to this uh, flag football becoming a varsity sport? Well, you're right about that. Um, the, the funny thing is, when, when that happened here, you know, Frederick County uh, started girls lacrosse, but they were behind the eight ball because it already existed in Carroll County, Baltimore County, all those places. So they were kind of had a lot of catch up to do. The interesting thing here is, I mean, Frederick County is the first, uh, the county in the state to have this. Uh, this is a varsity sport. So uh, they're kind of getting out in front of this, and if, as assuming other counties eventually come along, you know, Frederick County will be well positioned to do well, um, you know, going forward. You know, say five, ten years down the road, I would think. Oh, uh, what, what sort of reaction, Alexander? Do you think this this will get? I think it'll. I think it'll get a pretty. I mean, it seems already there was a lot of interest just yesterday. Seemed people were pretty excited by the announcement, just kind of around the county. And I, I think I think we'll see numbers for numbers on these teams get get pretty high pretty fast. Um, I know the 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 initial uh, grant money that they got last last just for three years, but yeah, from, from the Ravens, I, from, from the Ravens, and, and Under Armour is going to provide the uniforms and stuff. Yeah, um, so. I'm curious to see those. I'm a uniform nerd, so I'm curious to see right. what they look like. I have a question for you about that in a few minutes, John. But go ahead, continue. <laughs> yeah, your yeah, no. I was, but I was saying, like, I feel like by the end of that three-year period, I'd be, I, I feel like, I, I feel like I'd be very surprised if they don't extend that grant funding, or they don't, you know, or there's not, or it's not like a, you know, there's more, there's, there's, there's going to be more. I should yeah, say, like, I, I feel like whether it's grant funding or the state spot stepping into sponsor or whatever, like, I feel like it's, it's one of those things that almost seems a little too obvious. Like it should, like. Like you like 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 it wasn't there for a while, but now it's here. You're like, oh yeah, that 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 makes sense. Like like this should be here, and there's going to be a ton of interest. And you know whether or not it's pulling from other sports or just people who normally wouldn't have gotten gone out for, you know, say soccer or um or, or uh, volleyball or whatever in the fall. Oh, and and um, now you now you could do multiple sports. Yes, so, so exactly. You, so you can play flag foot. So because right. there was a fear. That is this football mm -hmm. league or sport going to take away from soccer or other other yeah. sports? But uh, if the games are just once a week and you have to show up at a couple of practices, right. I mean, you can still do other sports. Exactly. And I think, you know, I mean, obviously, like, it'll be interesting, you know, to, just to see how they kind of get off the ground this fall just with it being the first year. And I know, um, you know, I know in particular, like, again, Urbana was kind of, you know, at the, at the forefront of this, Oakdale, um, uh you know, you know, they were they were kind of the two main, at least when when they did the the sort of smaller version of this league this past fall. But um, yeah, I, I I I think it's going to end up being a huge win, kind of all around for for everyone. Yeah, and the point that Ryan has always made, Ryan Hines, and we'll talk to him about this, is that people just need to see it happen. They need right. to see it before they jump on board and jump in the pool themselves. Like they're not going to be the first ones to dive in, mm -hmm. but if they see it and see it's working and it's successful, then the, the thought is that other counties will quickly catch on. And, uh, and before real long, we'll, we'll be awarding state titles in, in girls flag football, you would think. Absolutely. And I, and again, I, I like, like I said, I like, I know John said this and you said this, it would, I would not, I would don't think it would take much for Montgomery County to jump on board. Prince George's Baltimore, Howard, they you know, to all, see all the they, other, they want to, they want to see, they it just want to see, I think yeah. they may just want to see like a year, just see how it goes. And, you know, we, given that we're all ever, pretty much, I think everyone unanimously is kind of expecting this to go pretty well. Um, I think then they'll get on and, 
you know, I know, I know at least, and I think when, when, when we were first talking about this last, um, kind of late last summer, I think we said there were, was it like five or six other states where it's already, uh, yeah, uh, Alabama was one of the first ones. I think Florida yeah. has it. Uh, it it's, it's not, it, it's growing, but, right. but the number is still not huge. Right. But I feel like Maryland's in a pretty good, would be in a pretty good spot to maybe, you know, again, once, once we just see how this goes, maybe for a year, year or two, and then. It's gonna it's gonna shoot up. I think numbers. Are there college scholarship opportunities? Is that? Uh, I, I I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I think they do play uh, in, in college. So, mm-hmm. so the more this grows, yeah. and, and the more states see, hey, Maryland and Alabama and California or whatever are doing this, then uh, it, it, you think it's gonna catch. It's gonna have like a wildfire quality to it where it really catches on. That'd right. be a huge so. thing if colleges give money. I don't know if they do or if they don't now. If they do in the future, that'll be a big determining factor. Yeah, you know, you, and you just wonder what the future is. Could there be a professional league? It's a, it's mm. a professional flag football league. What would it go over? I mean, football um, is football, and and there's the tackling, and there's sort of the danger element, and and, and the violence involved that, that appeals to some people involved flag football has never been that popular a mainstream sport but but if it's girls playing it mm-hmm. would, 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 would that sort of change the equation and, and, and make it sort of appealing for for people to get behind and watch and support so yeah it, it'll be really interesting to see how all of this develops over time like committees being formed because they still have to hash out schedules and rules and when games are going to be played how they're going to be played team sizes so FCPS still has a lot of logistics to work through on this, and I think they will be over the next several months, but it'll be interesting to see how all this comes together in, in, in the fall. And, and I agree with you guys, it'll be uh, pretty popular. So um, I had a pretty cool opportunity. We got the story in the paper uh, uh, in uh, Friday's uh, paper this week uh, to talk to Keanu Boren of the Frederick High basketball team, uh, who happens to be deaf. Um, it, it takes a lot of bravery for a deaf player to play uh, on a fully hearing team. I mean, we all have experience covering deaf athletes just because MSDs in our backyard here, Maryland School for the Deaf. Uh, but but we don't often get the chance to cover a, a, a kid, pl- a deaf kid playing on a hearing team. And he's, he's, he's I find him to be very brave. We we've all seen him play, and, and he's not just a bit player for this excellent frederick team uh, he, he he contributes uh, they, they they count him they count on him to space the floor and stuff and just what, what, what are your thoughts on keanu and the times you've seen him out yeah so funny enough he's i'm actually probably of the three of us i'm actually probably the only one who hasn't seen him play because he was uh, i think he was injured at the beginning of the year yeah, when, I, when I saw that like a knee injury yeah so and i and i saw and i and the, the couple times i've seen frederick was a little bit earlier so i i think i saw him before he was back or before they were like playing him you know in a hundred percent of the games but um you know just again just from you know just from your guys report you know you know reports reports back to me just in the office or in the in the paper then your story i mean you know he he's the exact kind of player you know you know that that frederick needs and i mean like you said it's just you, you know you know a a for frederick as a whole that they just have all these guys that they can just kind of interchange and keep going and going and going and they're just a they're just a really well-oiled machine that just chugs along you know and he he's yet another piece for them um, but then, yeah, also just for him, you know, being able to, uh, you, you, you know, you know, stepping out and, and, and playing, you know, playing with, with Frederick. Um, and it seems like, you know, he's been able to, um, you know, obviously, you know, of course there's, you know, there's a, some, some bumps here and there just, just with the yeah. communication barriers and whatnot, but, you know, he seems to have stepped in pretty seamlessly. Um, I know he said he's, you know, he seems, he wants to play, collegially and professionally and you know maybe not uh maybe not even just for gallaudet you know maybe for um you, you know you know a a, a, like uh, a, a hearing, div- school, a hearing yeah. school or yeah. a primarily hearing school in the you know you know maybe even if if he's if he's good enough you know higher than division three um i mean so, he's he's six five he can right. shoot he, and he's he, only a sophomore he too dribble, so. he's, he's gonna have two more years to develop right uh, John, uh, yeah. you, you saw him play. Uh, Frederick pulled out a great win that you saw against a, a very good private school in uh, St. Maria uh, Garetti. Mm-hmm. Um, won it on a buzzer beater by uh, Elwin um, uh, Wordlaw. But, but what were your thoughts of Boren played in that mm-hmm. game? What were your thoughts seeing him play? Yeah, he got meaningful minutes. Um, everybody who played in that game got meaningful <laughs> minutes. That was a hard-fought game against a very – uh, powerful, the best team Fredericks played this year, and, uh, and, and, that, and you think that win will have value for them later in the season too? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say there's nobody tougher in Class 3A, but 
Um, if they are, not by a whole lot. I mean, it was a Baltimore Catholic League team that was, you know, they're contending for the Baltimore Catholic League first place uh, uh, position, uh, Goretti, and Frederick beat them. And, uh, and uh, yeah, Kiana, actually, I mean, he played like, you know, meaningful minutes in that. I don't even know if he scored, but, I mean, a lot of people didn't score in that game, and they did stop. Just they were out there, and they handled the ball, and they got rebounds, and this, that, the other, guarded people. And, uh, and, and you know, so you put him in a game like that. The fact that he was used in a game like that tells you that he's a, you know, he can fit right in. Yeah, it's just so tough in basketball because the game moves so fast, and he's he's relying on two interpreters, and and this is probably why you don't see uh, a lot a lot of kids move on to the higher level outside of uh, Gallaudet, just because they're, they're, they're I mean, communication is so important in basketball; <laughs> it has to be done quickly, and when you're signing or having to rely on lip read lip reading and stuff, it it it. It's tough because you fall a step or two behind, and then things pass you by. I mean, and, and there's not a lot of there's not a lot of uh, stories of, of of deaf players succeeding at hearing schools right. on, on the higher level. We, there's been one player that's made uh, the NBA. He played in three games in the NBA, and then you see uh, both male and female. You see scattered reports of players making it on hearing teams, but. It is a tough road ahead, mm. but but I, I again I find it to be pretty brave to to want to take it on and, and be a role model for other uh, deaf players. So, uh, John, uh, you covered the hood men's volleyball team this week. This is where my uniform question sort of, <laughs> sort of comes in because I played volleyball in high school and um, and hood uh, they, they their uniform jerseys are sleeveless and in mm-hmm. in high school I was I wasn't showing off the guns we we didn't have sleeveless uniform jerseys what would you make a hood's a sleeveless I mean I think the other yeah, team yeah. was sleeveless too right. but I guess that's I mean I, it's the first male volleyball game I ever saw in person so right. um that's a good question I I didn't even, I didn't even think about it at the time I mean uh, maybe they just go with the basketball look for right. whatever yeah, reason I, 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 that must be what it is but but mm-hmm. I, I I found it striking that the, mm-hmm. the, the, the uniforms were were sleeveless but uh but what, what, what's your take on this hood volleyball team that not many uh colleges are offering men's volleyball yeah and, and they're just starting out so they only had uh, six players well they had seven available but they only played six so those guys were out there the whole night and um so they're they're starting out and they were like the three guys i spoke with after the game were recruited but of the seven that were there, not all those players were recruited, i.e. there were people that maybe were they just were interested and they came out for the team and they, you know, they're they're being taught a lot of stuff from scratch. Um, and so they're they're at the early early stages, but you know, you get those three recruits and they had a couple others that have been injured, um, in the next couple of years, uh they could make some steps. I mean, they lost the other night uh, to Elizabethtown, who's only been around for four years as a volleyball program, and they were already, you know, have a well-stocked team, and they looked like they knew what they were doing. So, yeah, if three or four years down the road, uh, you could see Hood being in that same position. Yeah, I was going to say, do you feel this could catch on a little, uh, 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 yeah. a little bit and become more popular? Yeah, I would think so. It's a neat sport. I mean, volleyball, girls or guys, is great. And, so, they, I mean, and there's men's volleyball yeah. in the Olympics. I yeah, mean, right. it, it's played uh, right. uh, all over the country. Um, but, but you uh, but yeah, Harford County, where I played and went yeah. to high school, that was the only county in Maryland that we knew of that played b- b- boys volleyball. Um, yeah, Montgomery. Well, Montgomery now has a both has girls, boys, and co-ed. So, um, and oh, I think co-ed volleyball too. Yeah, wow. and I believe. Oh God, I'm gonna have to because I, I obviously I, ne- I never played volleyball, but um, I I knew girls was traditionally in the fall. I believe, I believe it was. <sighs> Uh, boys in the winter and co-ed in the spring but I may have flipped those around but um, yeah so I think it's I think it's just one of those things that's starting to become more common um, yeah, and like, kind of like yeah. the flag girls flag football it's kind of a flip you know, flip side of that you know, you know it's right. a, taking a, a sport that's you know typically another gender does at least on the scholastic level and now kind of branching out and, and giving the other gender a chance which, right. which is good yeah. What, what What is your favorite uniform, John? Any, any sport? Oh, <laughs> oh boy. I, I'm, I'm a baseball guy, so boy, I'm trying to think of the. I'm an Orioles guy, and I actually I go back to the '70s when they used to have their orange uniforms, the old school oranges. Back the the orange jersey with the black letters. Or, yeah, um, well, they were like, yeah, they were black and white. I'm trying to remember how they look now. They were they wore them in the mid '70s before they uh, changed in the late '80s. Uh, they changed their their uniforms. They were my favorites. Okay. Yeah. Did you like those Houston Astros rainbow uniforms? Oh, yeah. I'm a 70s yeah. guy yeah, and the 80s right. and all the crazy stuff and the Expos. Gorgeous. Excuse me. Gorgeous uniforms. Yeah. Uh, all choked up here. <laughs> you are. <laughs> these uniforms are getting John <laughs> choked up. Um, Alexander, did you have a favorite uniform regardless of sport growing up? Um, 
I I guess I well I can tell you what what was what uniform styles I didn't like was all the like mid kind of the stuff in the mid two thousands the very like blocky kind of you know one note uh, kind of kind of uniforms with with some odd color combinations I mean you know anytime you show me a jersey from that era like 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 when like you brought up how like how nice the old Astros uniforms look which I love but like theirs with like like the, the like just the kind of drab white and the like red with just like the lettering and the star like that did that doesn't look good to me um i'm, I'm a hockey you know i'm a hockey guy yeah, i was one, gonna ask you about that yeah. um the the one that I, I i'm in the minority but i was never a fan of the caps old like jerseys in that I, era I was with the, your favorite cap do, do um, the, you don't like the capital the word capitals written out on no jersey? so so the one the word written out i actually am okay with and i i, I mean i'm a, i prefer in that style i prefer like the original ones from like the 70s and then when they brought brought them back as an alternate with the winter classic did you like and the stuff. eagle that they incorporated um i like the eagle with the red white and blue color scheme the gray when this is more what i'm talking about the mid 2000s like the gray or not the gray the black blue and gold or whatever i that just is a color scheme that i don't understand it does not fit the city um it does not like it just doesn't work for me and i think that style with that, like that, the that's very when they like left the u.s air arena moved into like in, the in, M, M, what mci was the, center the at the MCI time yeah capital one arena yeah. yeah um but no i mean if i had to say at least now my favorite is probably <laughs> and it's the you know the, the irony is that like they have such such nice jerseys for a team that's in such disrepair is the arizona coyotes um they have these jerseys they call the kachina jerseys and this is gorgeous like kind of checkered pattern around the around the side and it's got this really cool like kind of desert coyote logo and um and it's it's uh it's this kind of like maroon and black with this like green and a little bit of streaks of some purple and 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 and, and uh and white in there it's really really cool um probably my favorite jersey in any sport um but again, the, the irony that they are, they they have to play in a college arena because they can't afford, <laughs> they can't afford to play in a. They, they had they, they got kicked out of their old one because they couldn't they couldn't pay their taxes. But so, they look, but they look good. In their but they look good. That's so, all that counts. Yeah, man, as long as you dress well. But being, being a Penguins fan, I've always been partial to the skating uh, penguin. I I, I, I I hated the crest birds. The, 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 how about the blue? Yeah. How about the blue though? Were you around for uh, that? I, I used to like the blue in the seventies. Yeah, blue and black. The, the blue. I, I mean, Pittsburgh's such a black and gold city. Right. That, that uh, the blue is almost off but but the blues the, the blues are are nice looking uh, jerseys i, I like those but, but the, the crest penguin I, th- I thought was horrible no the, so. the, the skating penguin is is uh, as, as as a fan of a rival team the skating penguin is superior <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> right and with those astros jerseys i mean they had yeah. the iteration where the like the rainbow like went across mm-hmm. the like stomach and stuff like right. that and then they like put it down later they got rid of that and put it down the sleeve. Mm-hmm. So the, the the one on the jersey, the more prominent one, might have been a bit too much rainbow. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think they were both fine, but um, but but yeah, I, I sort of maybe prefer the ones where it was just on the on the sleeve. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that's probably enough uniform talk for uh, <laughs> for, for one week. Thanks, guys. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk to uh, Ryan Hines about girls flag football and his new job at Tuscarora High School. Stay with us here on the final score. Always had a real appreciation for my guest this week. Whenever I needed a straight answer on just about anything, Ryan Hines has always been willing to give it to me. A couple weeks ago, he was named the varsity football coach at Tuscora High School. But first, he will wrap up close to a decade and a half in coaching and administration at Urbana. When you get a chance to work with Ryan uh, and he's on your team, you love him. When he's not, uh, opinions can be... A little more mixed, but but see that that's the great thing about you too, because I don't want to say you don't care about what people think about you, but you don't change the way you act based on what people think about you, right? No, uh, I mean I think you you live your life with integrity and make decisions that are the best for everyone involved. You know, sometimes people don't always agree with those, but I think I'm pretty transparent in the way I make decisions and you know, explain things and thought processes behind them. And I think, you know, like you said, the the people that work with me can respect that. And sometimes people don't always agree with it if we're, we're not on the same team. But uh, 
you know, always try to do the right thing for the kids. And, and hopefully in this case, you know, making the decision that is, is best for the, the largest group of kids. There's a lot of fake people in this world. You're, you're not one of them. You're, you're an authentic person, right? I hope so. I hope genuine is a, is a term that I would hope would use to be describe me and, and how I act. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I've, I've, I've always found you to be that way. Um, before we uh, talk about uh, Tuscarora and your your new job there, uh, uh, let's start with the news of the week. Um, girls flag football is uh, going to be a varsity sport for Frederick County Public Schools this fall. Uh, you were very involved uh, on the Parks and Rec level and in the high school league um, uh, down in Urbana and, and, and getting flag football up and running uh, here in Frederick County uh, for the girls. Just just you you you're, uh, you have daughters. Uh, just what's your reaction to? flag football being a varsity sport for girls uh, here in Frederick County. I think it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be something that's going to explode. I think over the next couple of years, once people see, you know, the opportunity that the girls have, I know at Urbana, we're very fortunate. We have great, you know, coaches and Jeff Pontius and, and Nick Domikalakis and, and, and a whole host of others that have worked really hard to, to get this up and running. And, you know, those guys have done a, a tremendous amount of work for these girls, and I'm, I'm excited that they get a, a shot to to actually play, you know, some other teams and, and to, to have a real season. And I think um, this is going to be the start of something huge for the state of Maryland. Um, and, and that's where we started. Um, it came from a NFHS committee meeting back in 2020, um, and I had talked to the representative from Alabama who kind of explained to me how they had started Girls Flag in Alabama. They'd started a partnership with the Atlanta Falcons who, you know, started the funding and actually got it rolling. And then once it got started, it just ballooned, um, which kind of spurred me into reaching out to the Ravens and saying, hey, they're doing this in five other states in the country. I'd love Maryland to be the sixth. Um, took, <laughs> took a little longer than we thought, but, you know, it's, it's going and the Ravens are on board, Under Armour's on board. It's, you know, you've got all the big players and it's just going to be something great for Frederick County and eventually something great for the state of Maryland. And, and you feel this will take off like wildfire, like 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 you think it'll, it's going to grow across the state within yeah. a couple of years. Yeah, and I think with any new opportunity, you look at um, girls wrestling in the state of Maryland and how much that has changed over the last five years. I remember... Uh, Anna Knappenberger as a freshman at Urbana High School being in the first um, girls wrestling tournament uh, and I think that was five or six years ago and, and how quickly that that sport has exploded so um, I look for the same thing and, and hopefully more with girls flag. And it won't take long to get state titles and like you think they'll be awarding state titles before long for girls flag football. Yeah I mean it, there, there's support out there and it's just getting the right people on board and, and showing what a great benefit this is for girls. Um, you know, sometimes offering a new sport, it can be exciting. It can bring people out that um, might not have played other sports. Uh, I know one of the big fears is that offering a new fall sport might pull from soccer or pull from field hockey or pull. But, you know, the data that we have from other states shows that this isn't really pulling from other sports it's bringing girls out that may not have played a fall sport so. and, and you're and kids are able to play more than one sport yeah, in the season yeah, now right so you now, can play flag football and you can still play soccer i mean there, there might be some conflict here and there but but you can still do both right? yeah exactly now that 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 rule has gone into effect here that you can have the dual sport athlete that's just another option for for those girls so i'm really excited you know in our first year last year we had you know 80 plus girls so i'm really excited to see what happens not only in urbana high school but now being at tuscarora how can I help get this off the ground at Tuscarora and get us a team over there? Why, why do you think this ha hasn't happened sooner? I don't know. I, I think it's, you know, with any change, you know, there's going to be some, some, I wouldn't say pushback, but there's going to be a little resistance on, well, does, is this really what we want to do? Um, you know, there's going to be new field lining. There's going to be new uniforms. There's going to be new rules. There's going to be, you know, officials. You know, the officials are already stretched pretty thin as it is, and now – We've got a couple extra games to fill, but hopefully partnering, you know, girls flag with JV football on those Wednesday nights like we we did years ago when we had freshman football um, will help with that. You know, and hopefully the girls get a shot to be the be the prime time. You know, um, they're not always playing before the boys, but sometimes they're playing after the boys and they got the prime time slot. So, you know, hopefully those things will work themselves out. But realistically, I think people need to see it in order for them to realize, wow, this is really great and the first game we had at Urbana this year, I mean, the stands were packed. 
and it was just exciting to see it, and the, the people were so positive and supportive of the girls on the field, and the girls loved it. So. Uh, Nick, Nick Domalakis told me that the parents of the boys' teams that would play the girls, they would be rooting for the girls, uh, <laughs> yeah. too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> o- o- over, their, over their son's team. Yeah. They, they'd be pulling for the girls and want the girls to win. And they just the, the girls attracted these huge crowds in the parks and rec league, and I'm sure the high school league, too, yep. uh, where, where, where people really wanted to see them play. Uh, do you think it's just a matter of time before this is happening in every state? I think so, yeah. I and mean, if you look at the trend over the last couple of years, like I said, um, when we first started this, there was only five states in the country that ran it, uh, and each year there's been a couple more. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but I know um, Illinois, Tennessee, you know, some of those states have partnered with the Titans, with the Bears, um, and their local NFL teams to get it up and rolling. Uh, it's a scholarship sport now for girls. You know, there's NAIA teams out there that are offering girls scholarships to come play flag football at their schools. Um, so I think you're going to see a swell, you know, from the high school level. And four years from now, where are these girls going to go? Uh, I think you're going to see it grow at the collegiate level, too. So it's uh, an exciting opportunity for girls, and it helps to, you know, balance out your numbers for Title IX and things like that. Will your uh, daughter play who's in high school? No, I couldn't talk him into it. Um, she's a soccer player. I tried to to uh, say, no, this is great. You got all these girls. But, you know, she, she wasn't about it. She's um, she's soccer and lacrosse, and she wanted to stick with that. So, Would some of your older daughters, would they have played? I don't know. They might have. Okay. They, my, my oldest might have. I don't know about my second daughter. She was, she was pretty – Pretty heavy into soccer, but my oldest daughter might have. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, what, what is your role right now at Urbana? So right now I'm an assistant principal. Uh, you know, I have my section of the alphabet. I'm in charge of facilities, uh, oversee athletics, um, and those things. So it's interesting. It's a change. Uh, you know, we had some, some change and movement um, with some of our administrators last year. And I stepped in to, to finish out the year there. Uh, and then again this year, at the beginning of the year, we had – um, some movement, and I stepped in. Last year in the spring, I was able to do the AP and the AD, um, but I didn't feel like I would be as effective in the fall because it's so much more busy with all the sports and stuff. So um, moved Karen Bauer into the the AD role, and I just strictly was went the AP route. So. Okay, but 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 sports are your love. Like you yeah. wanted you wanted yeah. to get back to sports. Yeah, you know, I thought you know this was the. The natural progression of what you did as, a, as an educator went from a teacher to, you know, you increase your leadership roles as you go. And, and I was in that spot and just realized, you know what, my passion is working with kids. Uh, I saw an opportunity to step into a program that um, could use some, some leadership and, and, and had the kids that, that were there and felt that I could give back to them in some way and be more effective than an administrator at Ben High School. Right. So, so you're back in coaching. Some people say you're taking a giant pay cut um, uh, to do this and, and to go back to a teaching slash coaching role. Well, um, I guess you just love coaching that much that it it, uh, it, do, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got you have to be happy at the end of the day, uh, you know. And there's times where dealing with things that an assistant principal deals with. Sometimes you you walk away and you don't you don't feel rewarded. You don't feel like you you made a difference that day. You don't feel like you gave back. Um, so yeah, I mean the, the pay cut that, that comes in a paycheck twice a month, I don't think that that you can measure that to the feelings of fulfillment and the feelings of gratification that you give by doing something for someone else. Yeah. It's been a while since you've been in coaching. I think 2010 was your last, uh, coaching season for, uh, for football before you got it, uh, and, uh, administrative stuff with the becoming the AD at Urbana? I think it was 13 was our last year. Oh, 13, yeah. right. 2010 Thir- was your state championship yeah, season. 2010 okay. was state championship. 2012 was when we lost to River Hill in the semifinals. And then in 13, uh, we ran into a tough Linganore team twice yeah, right. at the end of the season and there. Uh, and then in 16, I finished out that season um, just, you know, those those last six or seven games for, uh, for that year. How much did you miss coaching during the 10 or so years that you haven't done it? Oh, every day. You know, I'd fill it with coaching girls lacrosse, you know, coaching youth football. Um, and I think getting back and coaching, you know, my son's team really made it like, you know, this is this is what I do well. This is, you know, part of my life that I, I need to have more of for, for myself. You know, maybe a little selfish on that end, but uh, hopefully – a selfish choice and decision on my end to do something I like will will be able to provide for a larger number of kids. So, so you got your coaching fix outside of the high school environment. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, did you enjoy being an AD? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was great. You were you know you were working with kids, you were working with coaches, uh, and it gave you that ability to 
you know, give back to those people, give back to the coaches, give back to the kids, do something nice here and there, you know, celebrate the achievements that the kids had. So there was always a way that I could find a way to give back to the kids at the school and the coaches. So um, as an assistant principal, you you have that ability, but again, it's, it's a little bit more limited. You're not involved with, um, you know, six or seven teams going every day after school and you know, the 90-some the coaches that we have. So uh, it's, it was just different, you know. Well, were there things you didn't care for about about the job? Meetings. There's a lot of meetings. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. There's a lot of time where you're sitting in meetings and uh, and talking, and, you know, those are those are tough, especially for me. I just like to be always moving, always doing something. Um, so being tied to a chair for, for a couple hours at a time is, is tough for me. Um but again, you know, it, it's something that if you want to be in that role and you love doing those types of things, then it then it's good, you know. Did did that turf field at Urbana show up uh, for your arrival, or was it was it a was it a grass field? When we got there at Urbana, no, in ten it was um, it, was, it grass. was grass. Yeah, it was right. grass. And then my first year as the AD, that was kind of the first thing that that we did um, working with Tim a lot. You know, Tim is amazing. Tim hopefully is going to come over and, and help us too at Tuscarora just through his leadership and character development with the kids. Um, but Tim was our booster president when I, when I became the AD, uh, and that was kind of our first, um, first task that we did together as, as AD and, and booster president was the turf there. So, um, and it looks like coming into Tuscarora, that, <clears throat> you know, that'll be one of the first things that we'll have. So. Yeah, you, you, you show up and then, a, <laughs> and, and, then a turf field, and then a turf field shows up too. So Darn it, I don't get to line the field. Yeah. I, I was going to say, there, there are lots. Do you know how many athletic directors that are, including you know, your, your predecessor, Kevin Kendra, who are cursing you because you never had – did you line the field? Stuff? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, did, you did. Yeah. We had plenty of field lining there while uh, those first – Five or six years. So okay, right, right, exactly. I'm not saying you're not willing to line the field, yeah. but 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 somebody look at the timing of it and say, man, Ryan's leading the gilded <laughs> life here. Like he 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 steps into the big job, and then all of a sudden a turf a turf field arrives. Yeah, so. I'm not gonna I, well, not gonna lie. I'm not gonna miss painting the field or, or worrying about how high the grass is or if it rained or or all those things that go into a natural field. So it's you know it's great that that every school in the county is getting it, and and everybody will be on the same, you know. Pardon the pun, but same level playing field. Right. I mean, high school sports, as you, as you know, it's so cyclical. You could be good for a couple of years. You could be really bad for a couple of years. Uh, Tuscarora, they, 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 they've struggled to win games uh, in, in recent seasons. Uh, just why did, why did you think it was the right opportunity for you? I, you know, honestly, looking at it, you know, and what led me to this decision was looking at some of the youth leagues. You know, like I said, I'm coaching my son's. Uh, youth team and, and seeing the the energy and seeing the the athletes and seeing you know what's there in the youth organization right now with the junior titans um, to me was like man this is this this is a spark and if we can you know find the right fuel for this then we can turn this into something good so uh, you know there's a lot of a lot of talent in our eighth grade team that uh, is coming in and really excited to work with those kids you know our, our JV team last year was was pretty strong. Um, so really excited to work with the ninth and 10th graders. And, you know, I've had great leadership from, from the kids that are currently juniors now in the weight room and the stuff that we've been doing for only a couple of weeks. So, you know, from top to bottom, from 11th grade to eighth grade, you know, there's, there's kids that want to work. There's kids that want to put in the effort. And, you know, if, if I can give them the right guidance and put them in the right you know, path, I think good things can happen. And, and you've known Chris O'Connor for a long time, the AD there now. And so working for him, you see that, you seem very comfortable doing that. Yeah, and that's a big piece of it. You know, as an administrator at a school, understanding who the administrators are at the school is a huge piece. And you have, you know, our principal Lisa Smith is a is a huge supporter of her of her teams and her athletics, and and really wants to to make a change there, and is fired up about you know making this a, a good solid program and changing the culture a little bit with that. Uh, and then Chris being a football coach and understanding the game and understanding the needs of a team and what you you know, what all goes into a football season is huge. So you, you've got a principal that is very supportive and works hard. Um, I saw on her Twitter account, she was on top of a cheerleading pyramid uh, at one of the games. And <laughs> to me, I'm like, I, I want to work for a lady that's going to get up on a, on a cheerleading pyramid, um, you know. And then Chris, um, having his background in football and, and having interacted with him at different levels, you know, high school level, we've played each other at the youth level, um, you know, I just think it's a it's a great opportunity with with all these pieces, 
that are kind of there in place, and now we just need to put them all together and, and do something good. Yeah, I mean, how much of a rebuild do you think this is? I honestly can't tell you. We haven't been on the field. Um, what I've seen in the in the weight room, what I've seen in the in the interactions that I've had with kids has been really positive, and I think um, – I don't think it's going to be much of a rebuild. I think it's going to be let's hit the ground running. You know, we've got 211 days till we play our first game. And if we can get a little bit better each day, then I think the the kids that are there are, are going to do great things. Uh, speaking of hitting the ground running, you did. I mean, you, I think you were named the coach, uh, I think it was a Friday or a Thursday or a Friday. And then that night you were at the school at Tuscarora, shaking hands, meeting people, meeting kids. Uh watching some of the basketball game to see what athletes are in the school like yeah. like you knew that you had to get this going right away yeah i mean you can't can't wait um we had an opportunity and trust me i wish i could have gotten started a, a lot sooner i think you know when coach belcher stepped down was in november um so was really hoping that we could could get started a little sooner um but you know we had to go through the process and, and follow the protocol of the timelines and the hiring and all that um but yeah, I didn't want to waste any time. So, you know, it came out that, that afternoon and um, the first opportunity I could find was to, to go meet some boys at a basketball game. So we took advantage of that. And, you know, then we were meeting with the kids the following week and we we're in the weight room. So, yeah, I mean, how are you juggling the two jobs right now? You're, you're still at Urbana as the assistant principal. You'll finish the school year out there. Uh, I guess the plan is to get uh, a teaching job in the school at Tuscarora. Uh, that, that yep. that's the plan and then you'll coach there so just but but right now how are you juggling your administrative job at urbana and and running a football team at another school <laughs> yeah well you know from seven o'clock in the morning till three o'clock in the afternoon i'm a i'm an assistant principal at urbana high school that's where you know my full attention is um you know and then there's a couple times a week where i'll cover a basketball game you know last night our girls jv team played catoctin at urbana and it was an amazing game to watch um but it was good to be there you know i, I helped out there ran the shot clock did a couple different things but um you know i'm i'm an urbana you know high school assistant principal you know, for the rest of the year. And that's going to be my number one priority. Um, but I do take every opportunity of my free time to, to think about the kids at Tuscarora and how I can build stronger relationships and, and learn more about these kids so I can know, you know, what's going to motivate them, what's going to drive them. Well, what did your, your family think of the decision? I mean, your, your kids are a, a little bit older now. So did that did that make it easier, tougher? or? I mean, it was tough. It was, you know, my older two are in college. So to them, it was, you know, it didn't really matter to them too much. But my uh, third daughter is, she's at Urbana High School right now. So for her, you know, I think it was a little tough. Um, and, then, and she'll finish out at Urbana probably? Or hopefully, she, yeah. She, if she, uh, okay. if she okay. can, yeah. the, the plan is for her to finish yeah, out you know, at Urbana. Where we live is one of those areas that was, you know, my older two were Urbana, and then we got redistricted to Linganore. She actually came with me to to Urbana, and most of her friends from, from middle school are at Urbana High School. So, you know, at that age, being with your friends and your, your social circle is very important. So I don't want to force her to change anything on that, but I, I think she sometimes likes having dad at school. So that's going to be tough. Were you, were you looking for the next job to come open in Frederick County? I mean, were you itching to get back into coaching so much that the next job op that opened up you, you wanted? or Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, in all honesty, I applied for the Sherwood job a couple of years ago when that was open. Um, didn't get that. But looked at this year and was like, okay, there, there could potentially be three openings in the county. Um, you know, what – what would be the best fit for me and, and, and our coaches? You know, I, it's not just me. Um, you know, I've got a handful of coaches that came with me that have been with me that if it wasn't for them, I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have made this decision. But, um, you know, having Ray Gray with me and Ray lives in the Tuscarora community right across from the high school um, is huge. And I think what what has happened in the first couple of weeks is these kids really gravitate to Ray, just his ability, um, his personality, his liveliness, you know, his, his ability to communicate and connect with those kids is huge. Uh, and then having Doc and Brian Pinnell with me in, in a situation like this is, is key. And then we've been able to, you know, like I said, we had the, the junior Titans and Chris Jordan, what he's been able to do with that and, and organizing that and getting that going. Um, want to have Chris with us because he knows the kids he's connected. So, um, you know, and then Dominic Frampton and, and Lou Rajeski that were on staff last year, you know, to have 
that many coaches already at this point in the game is huge. Yeah, so, are you, you going to add any, or do you yeah, feel your yeah, staff yeah. is in place? No, I'm, no? I'm still still looking to add. Um, you know, I'm looking for a receivers coach right now for varsity, looking to see, you know, who could be in that head role at, at the JV level. Um, you know, Tremaine Belote, I've talked to him, really excited to have him on staff as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to fill holes. I don't want to have a huge, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge staff believer, but I think everybody needs to have a role and feel that, you know, as a coach, they have, a, you know, they're a contributor to what goes on in the field. Have you had the band pretty much together and ready to go for for a couple of years now yeah. for for whatever job yep. Uh, yep. opened up? Because, I mean, Andy, Doc, Hershorn, he's been helping out at Oakdale and uh, in, in recent seasons, uh, he worked, he was your defensive coordinator for the tremendous, uh, state championship, uh, team that you had in 2010 that only allowed 40 something points, 42, uh, 40, 42 points all, 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 all season <laughs> long. Does that number still amaze you? Yeah. 42 and, and nine shutouts. And, you know, and I think, you know, doc will tell you, he'll remember the one, the one shutout that we should have had that, you know, the team scored. Um, really, really late in the game when the game was pretty much over, and you yeah, know, that yeah, one. like the teams that scored, they weren't even doing it on your first team defense, <laughs> right, right. right? Yeah. So yeah, Doc remembers that, but it's you know, and I think that's why he and I have such a good relationship is just that competitive fire that we both have that, you know, we, we tend to not let things go and remember those those little things that that we could have done just a little bit better. Right. Yeah. That that attention uh, to detail uh, is, is certainly important. So this coaching thing has been gnawing at you for for some time now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I think even in a conversation with Doc, you know, it's like he's at a point in his life where do I retire? Do I move here? Do I do I do what? And you know, he said it to me. He's like, this is something in my life that I do very well, and and I want to keep doing it. And and I thought, man, that's that's so true. It's if you do something and you're good at it you want to keep doing it. You want to be able to give that back to the kids, give that back to the parents in that community and, um, you know, provide your service for other people. It's funny because when I saw Doc at the end of the Oakdale season, he's like, oh, I have a beach house now and I'm down, I'm down at the beach uh, half the time. So so now you've, you've yanked him. You've yanked him away from the beach, and now he's going to be with, with you every Friday night. So, I hope so. Yep. Yeah. I hope so. Um, so this is right. People will remember Ray Gray as the tremendous running back uh, at, at Urbana. He had over 400 yards uh, in, in, in a game uh, during his senior year, I believe. Um, this is his first coaching job, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I mean, he had a big personality in high school, and, and, and that's what you're seeing so far, yeah, uh, his he, interaction he, with the kids? Yeah, I mean, he's, he just he just relates with them so well, and there's like an instant connection. You know, he's young, he's energetic, he and he's just flying around. We go to the workouts, you know, he's out there running around with the kids. I think he he realized he's a little older than he thought he was the other night when he's working out and fell a little sore <laughs> the next day. But, um, but the kids see him, they see him doing it, they see, like – all right, he's going to lead by example. He's going to he's going to show us what it is, and um, and he's got the the history to back it up. You know, he's got the you know the records, the yards, the the, the playing ability to, that the kids they can look at him and say, okay, this guy really does know what he's talking about. So, what role will Ray have on your staff? Uh, Ray will be our running backs coach. He'll okay. he'll work with um, probably our defensive backs, um, but his real role is going to be that player personnel that you know. And, and we talked to him the first night. I was like, you know, sometimes you don't like to come to me. You don't like to come to Doc. You don't like to come to Coach Pennell. You know, you can always talk to Ray. You can always talk to Ray about things that you may, you know, not want to talk to us about. You know, you're struggling in school. You got stuff going on outside of, you know, outside of the building. You've got a lot of people you can connect with. So you may not have a, a, a strong relationship with me, but get one with somebody on staff. And I think Ray's Ray's going to be that for a lot of our kids. Are you going to be able to suit him up and slip him into the backfield uh, <laughs> on occasion? Or? <laughs> I'm hoping we don't need to, but uh, that's always, you know, that's always on the, I'll, I'll leave a little box on my call sheet for right. ways to get Ray the ball. <laughs> Uh, Brian Pinnell, uh, he'll be your offensive coordinator. Or? Uh, Brian will work with the defense. So uh, the Brian defense. Okay. With, uh, yeah, Brian was the defensive coordinator over at Urbana. Uh, he worked with me. I want to say he, he started. He was in, there. He, he he helped out uh, until recently, yeah, right? At, yeah, at Urbana until, yeah. until last year. So um, and his son Donovan came through the program. Yep, obviously, Donovan's so, out there, yeah. and Donovan's coaching at Catoctin right now. So um, you know, it's just a, a family of, of coaching knowledge there, and and. 
talking with the kids uh, that played at Urbana while I was the AD, they would just rave about Coach Pennell and how smart he was and, you know, one of the smartest coaches they've ever played for. You know, he, he's very meticulous in, in what he does and his game plans and preparation. Um, so, again, you go back to that attention to detail piece and surrounding myself with people that – you know, are going to turn over every little rock and stone to make sure that they're doing everything. Brian's that guy, um, you know, and Brian will work with the quarterbacks. I think we have a, a really strong group of quarterbacks coming in. Um, you know, there's some already in the school that, you know, had great years talking to the coaches that were there. So Brian's knowledge of, of working with the quarterbacks and his knowledge of working with the defense uh, are going to be huge. So I kind of see him as uh, our, our co-defensive coordinator if – you know, for some reason, Doc couldn't be there. Doc's got a school mm-hmm. event, or Doc's down at the beach. Doc's down at the beach. Hopefully, <laughs> right, that's not yeah. going to happen. But uh, and you know, like you got to look forward to it in in terms of okay, Doc does have the beach house. He does, you know, he's he can't do this for, right. for ten more years. Right. Um, but Brian can. So right. you know, it, it, it's having that continuity on the staff and and having people on staff that are that are smarter than me. All right. Who will run your offense? Me. You'll, you'll, you're, you're yep. the OC, you're the play caller. You, yep. You know. yep. I'll do the O-line and I'll, and I'll call the offense. Um, and these know. other guys will help you out yep. as needed. Or, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's why I like having a smaller staff is that everybody helps on both sides of the ball. We meet on Sunday, we watch the films you know, separately on Saturday. We all have our ideas. We come together Sunday and we talk about those ideas and come up with a game plan. Uh, and then you know, Monday's my favorite day when we can go out and install a game plan and you know, work on it all week and, and try to sharpen it up. And then hopefully Friday you know, we were successful in our plan. You see it in college in the NFL guy, coaches calling the plays and being being the head coach. Is, is, is it tough to be a play caller and sort of uh, do everything that a head coach needs to do too? I mean, sort of just over, oversee everything and, and, and keep their pulse uh, or keep their finger on the pulse of the game. So is, is, is that difficult to do, to do all that? I don't think if you're if you're organized and prepared, I don't think it is. And you give yeah. you give people roles, and and you know, okay, if this happens on a game, that this coach is in charge of handling this, and, and you prepare before you get there. So when things come up, we already know how we're going to respond to them, and 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 we have identified which coach is going to handle what. And there's sometimes where the head coach needs to handle something. You know, if there's going to be a behavior issue or, or something like that that I need to address. I got full confidence in, in in Brian to to call the offense, being with the quarterbacks and all that. So, right. Um, you, so you have guys that are able to step in yeah. uh, as needed. Your, your your staff seems pretty flexible, and, and that that seems important to you too. Yeah, but. guys that can coach on both sides of the ball, and guys that are knowledgeable. And you know, like I said, you know, having Doc and Brian and, and two guys that are smarter than me uh, is going to help as well. Right. What will it mean to you to get this uh, program up and running again? I think it'll be huge. I mean, I think it'll be rewarding. To myself, to Ray, to to Brian, to Doc, to to be able to to give back to these kids in this community and and give them something to be proud of. Right, exactly. It's been it's been a while since Tuscarora has uh, uh, been been a real contender in Frederick County, and and, and, and you know it's not easy because Frederick's going to be good. Uh, Oakdale returns uh, much of its team. Uh, Ligonor is always good, so. Um, and will, will it be sort of surreal for you to play Urbana <laughs> uh, <laughs> be, when that game happens? It'll be interesting. I think, thankfully, the, the first year it's at Tuscarora, so it won't be as tough walking into the stadium that you've, you've walked into, I don't know how many times over the right. last 15 years. But, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be odd. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think once we get in and, and, and start building the relationships with these kids um, – that that'll kind of just be a, an afterthought in two years. Well, what's the best part of the job? What are you what are you looking forward to the most? Being able to build relationship with these kids, you know, just the seeing the gratitude um, in what they did, you know. So we we end each week on Thursday night with some type of competition, fun little game. You know, last week uh, we had a pizza eating contest, and you know, I bought pizzas for the kids, and they were just very thankful to. To, to be there and then tonight we had well, some let me guess an offensive lineman won it <laughs> yeah well see it was four linemen that were in the challenge but <laughs> okay. uh, but it, it was fun the kids had fun and you know tonight we had fun and you know end of the night gave them some uh like chocolate protein shakes and you know they were just just thankful to you know to be there and, and provide for them and even if it's just a bottle of chocolate milk you know it's hopefully showing that hey we care we want to be here and you know, we want to give you guys whatever we can. Right. It, it sounds like you feel like you're back where you belong. I, I do. I do. Much happier, you know. Um, I think, you know, sometimes when you're dealing with, you know, situations that you can't make any changes to, you're dealing with things and, and people that you, you can't affect or you can't get them to see, you know, the benefit of it. 
um, now being in a situation where, you know, you have the control to, to, to impact kids and, and make them happy, you know, I think has been the biggest thing. So it makes me happy to see, you know, the joy that we've brought to these kids just in a couple of weeks. Well, what, what needs to happen now with this flag football thing? They, they have to set up rules, regulations, schedules, like, like what's, what's the next steps for this flag football thing? Uh, I think if I read in, your, in the paper yesterday, Kevin's setting up a committee to kind of look at those things, to look at the rules, to look at the um, kind of the details of how it all works together. Um, I thankfully, working with Frederick County officials group last year, Kevin, Kevin Squeegee, um, was great, and, and those guys coming out. So I think the connection has already been made with the officials and, and how the rules are. Uh, and, you know, like I said, Jeff and Nick have been tremendous at – adapting things so that we don't have to change fields now that everybody's going to have a turf field okay how do you put girls flag lines on a turf field how do you how do you adjust the field for the play and and all those things but i think um the groundwork's already been laid for that so. uh, i was gonna say do you think they'll just copy a lot of what you've been doing through the high school league and frederick county parks and rec and just be able to move a lot of that just right into the yeah I, 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 into the into the varsity sport thing I would think so. You know, yeah. it, this year went pretty well. Uh, Jeff and Nick are, are two smart guys, and they can look back and say, um, well, you know, if we'd have done this, it might have been a little better. Maybe we can tweak this for, for this coming year now. We've got more teams. Uh, you know, so hopefully Jeff or, or Nick are on that committee since they've had the the background with it and the knowledge of, of the sport and, and what actually goes into it. Yeah, I think they're both interested in coaching. Uh, one of the teams are helping out with one of the teams, so, so I'm, I'm sure they're um, going to be involved in some way shape or form but um it's great to have you back yeah. on, on, yeah. on the sideline uh it's, it's always fun to talk to you and it's it we get more chances to do that when you're on the sideline rather than sitting behind <laughs> some desk uh uh doing your administrative stuff so uh ryan hines uh new head coach at tuscarora high school thanks for coming in sir oh thanks for having me greg and, and really looking forward to hoping to give you something to write about yeah uh, we, we we look forward to seeing uh, tuscarora jump back in the mix here so um, i'm sure uh you and Doc and Ray and Brian will will we'll have the team up and running uh, before real long. So, my thanks to uh, John Cannon and Alexander Dacey for coming on chat in Frederick County Sports earlier, and uh, that'll do it for us this week. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. So, have a great week, everyone. Uh, take it easy.